Well, praise the Lord. Once again, this is Pastor Jerry bringing you the Word of God. It's always an honor, always a privilege to bring you the Word. I'm so grateful that you're uh, listening in, watching, praise God, whether by Vimeo, Roku, whatever. If you're uh, not watching on Roku, I just want to quickly say this, that we're listed under Jerry Roberts Ministries on Roku. So anyway, I encourage you to go there. That way you can uh, connect it there with your big screen or whatever. Praise God. Anyway, we're just so grateful that you're connected with us. Today we're going to jump into the book of Matthew, chapter 7, please. The book of Matthew and chapter 7. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And we're going to go down to verse 7. Praise God. Kind of a... Kind of a common text, but uh, hopefully it could pull some meat out of this today for you. Praise God. Uh, verse 7 says this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. But then here comes the promise. For everyone who asks, receives. And one translation says, always receives, right? And he who seeks, finds, or always finds. Amen. And to him who knocks, it will be open unto you, praise God, or always open to you, praise God. Or what man is there, verse 9, among you, who if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, and that just means, uh, you know, a sinner or one with flaws is what it means there. Uh, no, pardon me. If then you evil, knowing how, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven, give good gifts to those who ask him. So in other words, the bottom line, the reason I read the rest of those verses is because God isn't holding out on anybody. All right, God's not, uh, you know, saying I'm going to do, do this for this person and not for this person. Uh, the word's very clear. He's a good father, praise God, who knows how to give good gifts and how to answer prayer, praise God, and all that. So uh, anyway, so let's look up here in these verses again. Verse 7 and 8, because they're obviously our key verses today. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Praise God. Now, today I'm going to talk about cause and effect. Um, in fact, uh, the word cause just means that which produces an effect. And the word effect means that which produces a cause. I mean, when you look it up, praise God. So cause and effect. So a cause is really an action, a decision, a choice, okay, which then leads to an effect or a result, achievement, outcome, or even a consequence, depending on what kind of a, uh, what kind of a uh, cause there was or what kind of a you know, thing, what you started with. Now, last week we talked about um, the Genesis, the law of Genesis, and we talked about uh, seed time harvest, giving and receiving, sowing and reaping, okay? And we kind of briefly touched on the fact that it's, it's about cause and effect, and really all of it was. You know, when you think about, you know, he says that whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap, okay? Now, that's the law of Genesis, but it's really a cause and effect, okay? What you sow produces a result or a consequence, okay? Uh, you know, giving and receiving. You know, give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over shall men give unto you. Is a, uh, even though it's a principle of giving and re receiving, sowing and reaping, it is, amen, a, a law of cause and effect, okay? You give and it produces uh, an effect. It produces an outcome, all right? There's many other cause and effects throughout the Word of God. Uh, the Scriptures are pretty clear. If you draw near unto God, the Word says He draws near unto you. Cause and effect, all right? The Word also says in that same text there in James 4, it talks about, praise God, that when you resist your enemy, he will flee from you. 
Amen. That's cause and effect, all right? So again, there, you know, you start thinking about that. You know, if you're drawn unto God, amen, so if you're doing that, praise God, it produces an effect. If you're resisting your enemy, it produces an effect, praise God. There's many others in the Word. We can think of, uh, how about out of Romans 8, it talks about, you know, at wherever you set your mind. The Word says that uh, you live according to where you set your mind. If you set your mind on the things of this world, the things of this flesh, uh, the natural realm, the Word says you live according to that cause and effect. If you set your mind on things above, all right, the higher things, amen, things of the Spirit, praise God. The Word says you live according to the Spirit, praise God. So cause and effect once again. We could go uh, probably even uh, think about uh, Matthew talks about uh, Jesus himself brought out. He says that, uh, you know, what you deposit within your heart determines an outcome. Okay, if you deposit good things, out of your heart come good things. If, and, you know, cause and effect. If you deposit evil things or wrong things, the word says you get evil things that come out. And so, again, cause and effect. Now, the reason I'm just throwing those out there to you, just kind of real, real fast, is just showing you that there is uh, the principle of cause and effect. It's all through the word of God. And we could probably spend all day just talking about the different places in the Word that just deal with cause and effect. We do a thing, we make a choice, we make a decision, we make an action, all of a sudden it produces some kind of uh, consequence or some kind of result or some kind of outcome, uh, you know, cause and effect, all right? Now, obviously, we're in uh, Matthew 7 here. We're looking at, uh, the Word says, if you ask, you receive. If you seek, you find. If you knock, the door opens, all right? Now, there's a lot of people that might be watching even right now or listening on uh, by podcast or whatever, and you may say, you know, well, Pastor, I've asked before, and I'm not, I'm not receiving, or I, I was seeking God, and, and I didn't, uh, you know, find anything, or, or I was, you know, I thought I was knocking, and nothing opened up unto me, you know. Uh, well, I'm just telling you, that's a promise from God that if you do ask, you receive. If you do seek, you find. If you do knock, the door opens. So the thing that I'm trying to bring out here today, cause and effect, it's about doing the right uh, cause, right, to get the right effect. If you know the effect you want, then you know what you need to do as far as a decision or as far as an action, a cause, all right? Uh, and, and if you're not getting the right effect, all right, then we can't sit back and say, okay, I'm going to blame God for that, or I'm going to blame somebody else for that, or I'm going to say, you know, that's the supposed will of God. Uh, you have to understand that maybe the action we were taking wasn't quite the right action, and it could be. When you start looking at these kind of things about cause and effect, it's about the right action. Maybe asking uh, there's something to it, or seeking there's something to it, or knocking there's something to it, and obviously there is, that's where I'm heading here today, but I just need to let it be known, okay? The word's real clear, as I said earlier, you know, if you draw near to God, if you understand what that means, if you're making, if you're making movement toward God, if you are, uh, you know, your heart is now opened unto God, you're now, you know, opening yourself up unto God, the word's real clear, he makes residence there, amen. He, he comes where he's welcome. Well, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you haven't been moving toward God, okay? Could be, okay? It, you know, resist the enemy, and he will flee from you, okay? Well, you say, well, the enemy ain't fleeing. Well, maybe we're not really resisting. Now, I'm not being condemning. I'm not being critical. I'm not being judgmental. Uh, I'm not trying to be ornery here or, or you, know, uh, uh, you know, somehow or another, you know, make you feel bad. That's not what we're trying to do here. The point is this, okay? The word is always true. And I guarantee you have a good father ain't going to hold out on you. 
All right? So if we're not getting the effects or the results or the outcome or whatever, okay, like we want, then maybe, maybe we're not quite doing the action right or something. Maybe we have a misunderstanding, okay? You know, I think about resistance, okay? A lot of people say, well, I, I told the, you know, I, I, I bound this or, or bound that or whatever, but maybe, maybe we really weren't resisting. Maybe we just temporarily uh, felt uncomfortable and said something, okay? Now, again, I'm not trying to be critical. I'm just saying if we're not getting <clears throat> the outcome, the effect that we want, there's probably a good chance that we're probably not plugging in uh, the right equation, so to speak, or doing the right action, all right? The cause is off, all right? Now, I said all that because I want to take the time today and define what it means to ask, to seek, and to knock because I want you to get the results you're supposed to get. I want you to get the outcome you want. I want you to get the effect that you're, that you're believing for, praise God. Amen. And if we're not getting that, then it's a, good, it's a good thing that you're listening in then today, praise God. So I can help you out with that, praise God. So let's go back up here again, praise the Lord, uh, to the verse 7. I guess it's in both verse 7 and verse 8, but uh, it just says this again. Ask, and it will be given to you. All right? If you go down to verse 8, it says, everyone who asks... Okay, receives. And like I said, one of the translations, I can't remember, it might be the Phillips or something like that, but I think it says uh, everyone who asks always receives. I like that. Amen. So it makes it real clear, all right, all right, that this is a promise from God. <clears throat> That's why later on then it says you have a good, good father. He knows what you have need of. He ain't going to hold out on anybody, all right? And, uh, and so anyway, he always receives if he asks. Okay, so what does that mean? Okay, to the ask. Okay, well, let's define the word ask here. The word ask, aitio, okay, I, I'm not sure if I pronounced that totally right, a Greek word there, but it just means ask or to call for, desire, uses words like crave or require, but it means a petitioning of the will of God, okay, but it refers to a confident request. So if you really want to look at this word ask, it literally means this, to ask with intent to receive. Okay, you ask with confident, a confident request. A confidence, all right, okay, a confident request. In other words, you're removing all the question marks. See, a lot of times people ask something, but then they might not see something right away, so they're just kind of up and down, they're wavering, they're in and out. They haven't settled it, okay? They ain't really making a confident request. Okay, they're just saying something they wish they had or whatever. All right, and and it may be a right request. It may be in a sense you're 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 wishing for the right thing, but there's still a question mark there. You're not asking with the intent to receive. <clears throat> you're you're asking maybe more about you're hoping maybe God will take care of this need for you. All right, which is not the right word here. Okay, so this might begin to explain why some people are not receiving. Okay. Because maybe they're, they're, like I said, they're just hoping God does something here, all right? What you're called to do is have a confident request. So you're, you're going to ask with the intent to receive. That when you go unto the Father, you're going to be confident that what you're asking for, you're going to receive, all right? Let's look at a few more verses here, some references here. Let's go to the uh, Gospel of John real quick. Look at a few of them there. 
what Jesus has to say about this. Now, of course, this was Jesus talking in the book of Matthew too, but we're going to look at here. John, let's go to John, I think 16 is what I'll do first. John 16 and 24, <clears throat> and it just says this, uh, until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy might be made full. Ask, and you will receive. Now, <clears throat> I think it's James' account. I want to say James 4. And it says that we have not because we ask not. I mean, a lot of times it just comes right down to that. Maybe somebody really isn't asking. Maybe you just talked about it. Okay. Sometimes that happens. You know, we have a tendency uh, to, to just discuss it. You know, I'm believing for this or I'm believing for that. Or, uh, you know, you're talking to, amongst somebody and you say, I'm believing uh, that God's going to do this and believing God's going to do that. But you never really stopped and asked. You really didn't stop and make that a part of, your, you know, that, that prayer of petition before God, all right? It happens, okay? And, and that's why I like this verse. He says, uh, up till now you've asked nothing in my name. Now, of course, you know, he's talking to the disciples at that time, and we all know according to Scripture, if we ask, we ask according to his name, right, or in his name. And, but it says, ask, and you will receive, I love that, that your joy may be full. He wants your joy full, amen. Ask. And you will receive. That's that same word there again, all right? Praise God. Uh, John 14, let's look at that since we're right here close. John 14, and let's go to like verse 12. Hallelujah. Years ago, I heard a statement by Smith Wigglesworth, and he said uh, this in one of his writings. He said, God is more eager to answer than we are to ask. I just thought that was kind of, uh, you know, unique because that's probably the truth. I mean, a lot of times we, we, we don't realize we're not asking. We're just kind of in the back of our mind, hoping something changes or, uh, uh, you know, happens, you know. And so if we don't ask, so what happens is, uh, you know, the God's back wanting to, wanting to minister unto you, wanting to help you, wanting to do something for you. And I just thought that was a unique statement. Amen. God is more eager to answer than we are to ask. Okay, now back to John 14, verse 12 now. It says, most assuredly, this is Jesus talking again, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Now, obviously, we know we, that's what, you know, he's going to send the Holy Spirit for help. Praise God. But anyway, he's, look at that. He wants you to be able to do the same works. Now, hang on. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. I love that. See, the Father gets glory when, when you get results. I'm just, you know, you're, you're doing the works of the Lord. The Father's getting glory, so why wouldn't he want to? Why wouldn't he want to fulfill the petition? Why wouldn't he want to give you what you asked for? Isn't that amazing? Uh, if you ask, verse fourteen, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, you know, I looked up the word anything. You know what that means? It means anything, and that's just kind of wild. A lot of times we try to over spiritualize it and say, well, it doesn't mean everything. But, but in all honesty, you know, he's talking about a people who come to him for something. And obviously they're, they're making a request, uh, you know, based on some things they've already heard or already seen, uh, wanting to do the same thing, seeing the same results, praise God. So it's probably not, they're, they're not off on what they're asking. But the bottom line, he says, if you will ask anything in my name, I'll do it. All right. So another, another promise, another thing that confirms some of the things we're saying. If you ask, you will receive, amen, if we're asking right, right? If we're asking with the intent to receive, we should be receiving every time. All right, let me give you another reference in chapter 15. 
In verse 7, it says, if you abide in me, this is Jesus talking, if you remain or take residence in me, and my words then abide in you or remain in you, right, you will ask what you desire, come on, and it shall be done for you. I mean, just another way of saying it, but look at it. He says, you know, if that word's in you, it's moving in you, praise God. Obviously, your desire is to grab hold of his words. Obviously, the desire is to move forward in him. Obviously, the, your desire is to, to see his works manifest. That's, what, that's who he's talking to here. Amen. He's talking to you and me or any other disciple, uh, whether they're present there at that time or written out for you and me as disciples of the Lord in this time. Praise God. He's just saying this. If you will ask, amen, whatever you desire, it'll be done for you. Praise God. Amen. Let's look at another one in 1 John. All right. Praise God. Let's just get, the, get some of this settled here. All right. God is not holding out on anybody. All right. 1 John 5, verse 14 and 15. I hope you're hearing this. I hope you got here to hear this today. All right. Verse 14 and 15 says, Now this is the confidence, which is key here. This is the confidence that we have in him. See, if we're talking about this, we're talking about having confidence in His Word, in Him, in His Word. And really, in a sense, I could maybe even kind of toss this out here. You've got to have some confidence in what you're saying, okay? Now, you're asking on because you've, you're finding something out here. Now, watch. Uh, this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask, same word, anything according to His will, He hears us. Somebody says, well, what if we don't know his will? Well, if you're in his word, that's why he said, if you're, if, if you're abiding in me and my word's abiding in you, then obviously you're connecting with his will, praise God. His will is his word, amen. That's why in, uh, uh, Paul writes in Ephesians 5, he says, he says uh, don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is, praise God. And even prior to that, he talks about being filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So the bottom line is he wants you filled with his will. He wants you to know his will. He's not holding out on anything. And we find his will in his word. Amen. And if you will grab hold of that, amen, here comes the confidence now. Now listen, here's verse 15. And if we know... That he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of him. That same word. Let's read it one more time all together. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will or his word, we could say, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we know whatever we ask, amen, we have that petition. We know we have the petition that we have asked of him, praise God. So the bottom line is this, okay, you're asking with some confidence. You're asking with some assurance. So if you're going to be asking, amen, according to what we saw in, in Matthew 7, he's talking about asking with the intent to receive. You're asking with some confidence, some boldness, praise God. Mark 11, let's go ahead and look at that, a real key verse, praise God. A lot of times it's uh, one of those verses we use when we're believing God for things. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse uh, Mark 11, we'll just uh, maybe forsake, a, well, yeah, forsake a time. i just do verse 24. It says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Amen. Uh, let's pray, say it again. I say, whatever things you ask. Here we go. When you pray, believe. <clears throat> Come on, right? Have some confidence, some assurance. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Praise God. So when we're talking about asking and receiving, we're talking about re or asking with intent 
to receive. You're asking with some confidence and assurance. Now, if you still have question marks, you got to get rid of them question marks. If you're asking and then you're kind of still wavering whether God is going to do this or not, then you got no confidence about what you just asked. See, I want you to ask and receive. I want you to receive, come on, that which you're asking for. I want you to initiate, amen, cause and effect here, praise God, ask with intent to receive, with the confidence that what you're asking is right. You're asking His Word, His will, praise God, and because of that, you know He's hearing you, and because of that, praise God, you know that now you have what you've been asking for because He is going to fulfill it because that's your Father. That's your Heavenly Father, praise God. Oh, that's a good promise. Now, I'm just going to say this, that if we will ask in, the, in a way that maybe the average man never asked, guess what? You'll receive things that probably the average man will never receive. It's just the facts. Okay, because a lot of people just throw things out there and then it never happens and they get mad at God or they get mad at others or they uh, somehow, you know, look at that as the supposed will of God. I guess God, you know, sometimes just says no. Well, according to the word, <coughs> excuse me, the word says that his promises are yes and amen. He's not holding back any promise and he's a good father. He knows how to give gifts, good gifts unto his kids, praise God. So the point is not, you know, God holding out. He's not holding out on us, praise God. The point is maybe we're just not asking with, with uh, confidence. We're not, you know, asking with intent to receive, all right? Maybe there's too many question marks there yet. So we need to get the question marks removed. That's why you get back into Word. You meditate on this. You get your mind renewed, praise God. You get yourself anchored to the fact that if that's a promise of God, then bless God, that's for me as a child of God. And if anybody has ever received that, you know that you have the, because he's no respecter of persons, you know that you too have a right to receive that, praise God. Amen. So <clears throat> make sure that when you're asking, you're asking with some confidence, praise God. Amen. Asking with, uh, with already the intent that you're going to receive, praise God. And I guarantee you, you'll receive. It's a promise. If you ask, you will, amen, as the Phillips translation says, always receive, praise God. Hallelujah. I like that. Amen. So back now to Matthew 7 again. And we look at now, so asking, and then how about seeking? All right, so let's look at that. Matthew 7. Praise the Lord. I hope you're getting something here. Hallelujah. Matthew 7, now verse uh, 7 again. And we'll go down a little bit further. Uh, and it says, and uh, if you... Um, if you seek, you will find, it says. That's the next one we're going to look at. Look at seeking here. If you will seek, you will find. And down in verse 8 now, it says, he who seeks, finds. Okay? And as I said earlier, that same translation, if he who seeks, always finds. Amen. So I want you to find. If you're seek, seeking, I want you to find what you're seeking. And believe it or not, this, the word seek also means seeking with intent to find something. So again, it's talking about some confidence. Now the word seek, let's go ahead and define it though. The word seek, zitio, I think is, is how it's pronounced. Uh, but it means a form of worship, endeavoring, or inquiring, all right? But it means a yielding, now get this, a yielding, and it speaks of an inward movement to align oneself, okay? So seeking is about an inward movement to align yourself in order to find. So again, it's talking about seeking with the intent to find. All right? I'm not just playing games here. I'm not just saying I'm seeking or saying I'm looking. 
See, a lot of people get deceived with that too. They think just because I went to church once or, or you know, I, I uh, you know, heard a message one time that all of a sudden I'm in seek mode. Well, you may not be, okay? Because you may not be yielding to anything. You may not be aligning yourself to grab anything. When you're really seeking God, you're aligning yourself to find, okay, to grab hold of what he has for you, praise God. In fact, let me give you a couple references. Matthew 6, okay, since we're right there close, just back up a few verses here, really. In verse 33, common verse it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Now, of course, in context, it's all the things the Gentiles are seeking. He says, you don't have to think, seek things. You seek him, amen. And when you do, all the other stuff gets added to you. But again, it's that same word about a, a yielding, a, an aligning oneself in order to receive. Okay, and the reason I bring that up, you know, a lot of times, you know, maybe for an example, I'll just kind of use this, but, uh, you know, you may say, uh, uh, you know, I lost my keys to my vehicle, okay? Well, you could stand there in the kitchen all day long and just say, I lost my keys, I lost my keys, I sure wish I could find my keys. I, man, I just don't know where my keys could be, how come I can't find? Or, or you could be positioning yourself to align yourself to find them. In other words, you do whatever it takes. You go back step your, your steps, whatever, you go, you you're picking up the cushions on the couch. You're, uh, you know, you're looking underneath. You're looking. I mean, you might be going overboard about looking, but what are you trying to do? You're trying to align yourself to find. You're seeking with the intent to find it. You know, years ago, when my kids were little. You know, I might tell them, you know, go up to their room. They were looking for something. I said, go up to your room and look. It's in your room. And they might go up there and they might say, I can't find it. I can't find it. Yeah, I said, you better keep looking. They keep looking. I can't find it. I can't find it. Uh, pretty soon I said, all right. You know, I go up there and sure enough, there it is. You know, they just weren't, they just weren't really seeking. Okay. They were just kind of, you know, nonchalantly glancing here or there. They weren't focusing on anything. They weren't aligning themselves to find anything. And a lot of Christians do that very same thing. You know, they don't, they don't necessarily go into seek mode, all right? Let me give you another reference. Colossians 3 uh, is another uh, good reference with this. Oh, hallelujah. Hope you're hearing this. Colossians 3 and verse 1. And it just says this, If then you were raised with Christ, it says, Seek those things which are above. Again, that same word, aligning yourself, right? Making movement, aligning yourself to grab hold of something here, to find something. Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. And then, of course, it then goes on, set your mind on things above and not on things as earth. So that's, that's going to be part of that seeking, all right? You're going to have to purpose where you set your mind then, all right? So if you're, if you're all over the map, you know, you're probably not in seek mode, okay? You're just all over the map. All right, you're just, you know, okay, if it happens, it happens, and you may, you know, somehow um, subconsciously convince yourself that you're in seek mode when you're not. All right, now I'm just trying to help you. The Word promises you that if you seek, you will find. You will always find if you seek. So maybe if we're not finding, okay, we're not doing, we're not doing the true cause and effect here. Okay, the, the decision or choice or the, or the action that we're taking here isn't right. Okay, there's no condemnation. It's just make the adjustment, make the alignment as the word defines. Amen. To align oneself in order to find. Okay, so you're in seek mode. You're seeking with intent to find. Amen. Make some adjustments. 
Amen. Position yourself. Maybe you got to get focused about something. All right. Maybe you got to remove some distractions. Sometimes the uh, sometimes the answer for <clears throat> for concentration is elimination. Sometimes you got to eliminate a few other things around just so you can get focused on what you need to be focused on. Amen. Maybe God is already trying to get you some answers, trying to get you whatever it is you're, you're trying to find, uh, whatever you're seeking for or you say you're seeking for. But you've got to get yourself aligned. Amen. You know, I think about the keys again, looking for the keys. I mean, the keys are somewhere. I mean, it ain't like they just all of a sudden disappeared off the face of the planet. They're still somewhere, and chances are they're probably within a few feet of you, to be honest about it. You know, they're in one of your coat pockets or they're, uh, you know, maybe you left them in the ignition or maybe they fell out when you, uh, you know, you, maybe you left them in the door lock or maybe they fell out of your pocket when you got out of the vehicle or whatever. You know, I'm just saying, you know, it just it, chances are the keys ain't too far. I mean, they're somewhere. So we just have to align ourselves to find them. And when you start talking about all the things of God that God has for you and about being in seek mode, I guarantee you, you will always find, if you position yourself, align yourself, praise God, uh, with that which you're seeking, praise God, with intent to find, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Another reference, I love this, uh, Hebrews 11, let's go ahead and look at that, hallelujah. Hebrews 11 and um, verse 6. And it just says this, without faith it's impossible to please him. Uh, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. I love this. Must believe that he is. Okay, that he is. Not that he was or will be. This is key because we're talking about, again, that confidence thing. Okay, if you're going to seek in, in, in uh, you know, with the intent to find, there's still got to be some confidence that you're going to find. Okay, so part of that, like in that verse, and I haven't read the whole verse yet, obviously, but... But part of that verse, and he's talking about when you're, uh, you know, that you're believing that he is, okay, it's not that, you know, he's the God who was or the God who will be, but he's the God who's present is what that means. He is. He's present, right? Okay, then it says, okay, believe that he is, and that he then is a rewarder, amen, of those who diligently seek him. Okay, so when you get yourself in true seek mode, there's going to be a reward. There's going to be some finding. Okay, there's going to be... Some reward for that, praise God. Hallelujah. And there always is. If you ask, you receive, you seek, you find. I'm telling you, find. It, you will always find if you get in true seek mode, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't go halfway with this, all right? Praise God. Um, let's see here. Um, and I just kind of wrote this down. Uh, you know, if you seek in a way that the average man will not seek, Guess what? You're going to find the things the average man will never find. And as I said earlier, uh, you know, you, you can't go halfway with this. You've got a purpose to go all the way. And, and I think the reason I, I say that is because I think a lot of people um, seek God on their own terms. Okay? They seek after whatever on their own terms. You know, um, I'm, I'll do this when I got when it's convenient. I'll do this when I have the time. I'll do this when, when it feels right to me. Uh, whatever, and all along it says, you know, if you're, you're trying to find something, if you need something to be done and handled, uh, you know, you should align yourself regardless. You should put everything else aside and say, this is what I'm going after. And, and I guarantee you when you do, you get it, praise God. And you can't, you can't deny that because the people that do it get it. The people that do these things receive these things. And so you can't just say that, 
well, that works for them and not for me. No, if it worked for them, I guarantee it worked for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, praise God. Let's go now back to Matthew 7 again. Hallelujah. Hope you're hearing this. Matthew 7. Now down to the end of that verse 7. It just says this, knock and it'll be open to you. All right. The end of verse 8 says this, that to him who knocks, it'll be opened. Right? It'll always be open. Like I said, uh, Philip says, amen. So it will always be open to you. So another promise if you're knocking. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, again, it's talking about knocking with the intent that it will open again. So there's that confidence thing again. But the word knock, uh, crow, okay, and I, again, I don't know if I pronounce it exactly right, but it means to rap with heavy blows, okay, to hit hard, right? But in other words, you've got some purpose behind this, what it's talking about. And it literally means the calling attention unto, taking initiative, taking initiative for admittance, okay? Hallelujah. In other words, praise, doing what it takes to, have, to gain access, all right? To get in, praise God. So you're doing what it takes to position yourself, come on, with intent that it's going to open. And what it's talking about here with, with knocking is talking about follow through, okay? You're following through uh, to accomplish, okay, is what it's talking about. Let me give you some references. Ephesians 3, let's look at this. Ephesians 3, please. And... Uh, Verse 12, it says, in whom we have boldness. I love that word. It might come up here a little bit. In whom we have boldness or courage, uh, assurance, confidence, right? Hallelujah. Boldness and access. I love this. With confidence through faith in him. A lot said in that verse, but the bottom line says you have access. In other words, you have, you have permission to have access. A lot of these doors, you have permission to have them open, we could say. Okay? Uh, another reference, you know, would be uh, Hebrews 4 and 16. says, come boldly to the throne of grace. Come with confidence to the throne of grace, right? To obtain, right? That mercy and find grace uh, to help in time of need. Amen. Hebrews 10. In fact, let's go to Hebrews 10. Let's do that one. So Hebrews 10, that last one was Hebrews 4 and verse 16, but this one's Hebrews 10. And uh, let's see, go to verse 19, and it says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Now, the reason I read those verses, okay, is you have to understand that those doors are supposed to be opening. You have access into the things of God. Okay, so obviously, you know, in, in Matthew 7, he's talking about praying unto the Father, right? You're, you're asking, you're seeking, you're knocking, and then it goes down to, you know, talk about that your heavenly Father, amen, wants to give you good gifts. Okay, so we know he's talking about petitioning God in, this, in these uh, texts. So here he's talking about here you have access, whether we're talking about out of Ephesians 3, we're talking uh, 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 Hebrews 4, Hebrews 10. Uh, these are all talking about the fact that you have access unto the Father, but it's going to take some confidence and some boldness. So when we're talking about knocking, you knock with the intent that it's going to open. Amen. Now, it's not that God's holding out on anybody, but again, it's talking about with confidence, with assurance, with, with some faith. Amen. Amen. If you've you got to get all those question marks gone. Amen. You, God, you know, there's a lot of people looking for things to happen, 
but to have no confidence, no assurance <clears throat> that anything's going to happen. Some of it's due to, in fact, a lot of it is due to shame, guilt, condemnation, thinking you're unworthy. A lot of this, and, 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 and child of God, you have no business thinking that way. You have no business uh, with that kind of a question mark when you're petitioning your God to think that you have no access unto God due to some mistake you've made or previously made or many you made in yesterday, yesteryear, yesterdecade. Somewhere along the line, you've got to receive what the, what the Father has done in sending the Son, Jesus, amen, the anointed one, amen, to pay a price for you. Blood was shed, a body was striped and bruised and beaten, Amen. A price was paid. There was a death. There was a burial. There was a resurrection. There was an ascension. He's seated right now at the right hand of the Father. All of these things have happened so you could have access, gain access anytime you want under the Father. So you've got to wipe away those question marks. Don't let the enemy hold guilt and, and shame and condemnation over your head. Listen, maybe you did make a mistake. Maybe you did something you shouldn't have done, right? Maybe you did something more than once and you knew better. Maybe you, you know, slipped up again, okay? And, and maybe there is a little bit of uh, a guilt there. You, you have to drive that mess out. You have to know that you always have access unto the Father. So now if you're knocking with intent to open, whatever it is that, you, whatever it is that you're believing to open unto you, Okay, we're not really just talking about, you know, just under the Father. Sometimes there's certain things you're believing for that you need that door, the door, so to speak, to be opened. And I'll address that here in just a minute. But the bottom line is, okay, you have a right to knock on that door till it opens. And it's a thing called boldness, confidence. We could even say persistence, which is really key. Um, in fact, let's see here if I've got that. Um, let's see here. I think it's the Amplified. Um, let's see, the Amplified in Matthew 7, uh, verse 8, you know, talks about in him and to him who keeps on knocking, the door will be open. The Passion Translation to, says to everyone who knocks persistently, uh, it says, will one day find that door open. Okay, so I want to kind of get that word persistent. But it's about staying confident and assured, all right? In fact, what came to my mind when I was talking as I was thinking about the persistent widow, she got the door to open to her, not because of conformity, but because of her persistence. She didn't adjust. She knew that door was supposed to open. I have something coming to me, and I want, and I ain't going to back down or quit, and uh, I'm not going to do, you know, you know, adjust this, adjust that, just to try. He said, I know it's coming to me, and I want it. And she kept at it till she got it, praise God. And here we are, you know, wavering all the time because we're unsure about whether we have the right to something that really we've been given the right to, but somehow the enemy's convinced you you're not worthy of it or deserving of it or whatever it may be. And I know I'm spending a few extra minutes on that, but, man, I, I tell you, I'm, I get amazed at how many people will not move forward in God and grab, grab hold of what's rightfully theirs because of this thing called guilt and shame, uh, you know, condemnation and that kind of mess. And it's just a ploy, a trick, a, 
you know, a, a lie of the enemy that's trying to get you uh, to shut down and not move forward. All right. Now we're still in Hebrews, at least I, my, my Bible's still open to Hebrews 10. And I'm going to look at verse 35. It says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Don't cast away your confidence. All right. You got confidence. All right. Have some confidence. Amen. You have a right. Amen. To ask, to seek, to knock. Praise God. You have a right as a child of God. Don't let the enemy uh, somehow or another cause that question mark to rise up again. All right. Eliminate those question marks. Amen. Ask with intent to receive. Seek with intent to find. Knock with the intent that that door will open. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, let me talk about this open door thing again. We're going to go uh, to the book of Acts real quick. Actually, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. That's what I'm going to do. 1 Corinthians. I think I'll go there first. 1 Corinthians and chapter 16. So it's the last chapter of 1 Corinthians. And verse 9, hallelujah, and it just says this. Um, this is Paul talking. He says, for a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Now, some of the other translations, uh, the New Living says, a wide door for a great work here has opened to me, and many oppose me is how he says it there. The Amplified says, for a wide door of opportunity for effectual service has opened to me there, a great and promising one, and there are many adversaries. Okay? Um, now, the reason I'm reading that is because sometimes you're knocking for a door to open, and maybe you've got some opposition. That's why persistence is so key. Okay, maybe there's some opposition. Now, I guarantee it's not coming from God. But there is opposing forces. Sometimes the, 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 the knocking with intent to open is about, and if you remember that definition, that word a knock, it means to rap with heavy blows. Okay, so obviously there's some form, something holding it or resisting. Come on, that's why you got to kind of, you got to stay with it. Because there's something opposing it. It may not, it may be just the enemy is just trying not to let the door open. Okay, whatever. Or even when the door does open, you find out you got all kinds of opposition. But sometimes you don't even know that till you do get the door open. All right. That's, and on some things. I just thought it was worthy of bringing out. There's other references like 2 Corinthians 2 and Colossians 4. These are just some other references talking about doors being open. Uh, unto you, praise God, uh, to be, in, this, in these cases, it's talking about, you know, uh, in the area of evangelism, the area of, of reaching the lost, praise God. And as he talked about in this verse here in, in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 16, amen, that, uh, you know, you do have opposition. The enemy is, is, is trying to, uh, to push against you. That's why you got to stay persistent. Uh, the message translation of this verse says, a huge door of opportunity. I like that word. Okay, a huge door of opportunity for good work has opened up here. But it says this, there is also mushrooming opposition. Okay, and I just thought, you know, you just got to know that. Sometimes the reason 
you stay persistent, the reason you stay assured and confident and you, you knock with the intent that it's going to open and you stay with it is because I guarantee you, and of course, uh, you know, depending on what we're talking about, but a lot of these things, it's the enemy that's warring against you. And if you're going to, you know, it's, it's like we talked earlier, okay? If you resist the enemy, he flees. But a lot of people don't resist the enemy. A lot of people don't, don't do what it takes to push back to keep pushing till he leaves because you have a right to do that. You as a child of God have dominion and authority on planet earth. The enemy has no right to control you, to control your household, to control your church, to control your business, to control your finance, to control your health. We can go on and on and on. <clears throat> the enemy has no place. So if you will resist him, he, ha he will flee. It's a promise. In these things we're talking about, if you will keep knocking, whatever it is you're believing to open unto you, if you will stay with it, stay in a place of faith and confidence and assurance and boldness was another word that was used earlier, praise God, that, that assurance, that boldness, praise God, that confidence. If you will do that, that door will open, but I'll guarantee you're going to find out one thing, that you had an enemy that was trying to oppose you, trying to, trying to push against you, and if you will stand your ground and do your part, praise God, child of God, I guarantee you, you win every time. You know, I'm thinking about a reference. Uh, uh, Matthew um, talks about he gives us the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And I just think about that. We're talking about doorways opening. Sometimes it's a key, right? You know, we're, we're knocking, but sometimes it's a key. He's given you a key to go through that door. Amen. And part of that is that area of, of uh, you know, standing your ground in dominion and authority. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Uh, so the bottom line, just maybe a little nugget there. It could probably be a whole nother sermon there. But the bottom line is, and we're talking about getting the doors open. If we're going to ask, let's receive. If we're going to seek, let's find. If we're going to knock, let's get the door open. Amen. And everybody who asks receives. And everybody who knocks or, or, uh, or seeks finds. And everybody who knocks, the door is open to them. Always. Amen. If we're doing right, cause and effect. Amen. If we're doing it with intent, amen, to find, to, uh, to open, to, uh, to see. I mean, whatever, if we're doing it with the intent, amen, to receive, we get it. If we do it with the intent to find, we find. If we do it with the intent to open, it opens, praise God. And just like I said on the other, um, with asking and seeking, knocking, if we will knock in a way that the normal average man will never knock, you're going to receive things. Amen. That that you're going to have things open unto you. You're going to experience things that the normal average man probably never will. And so I'm I'm asking today as uh, as a, as a pastor, uh, not only to my own flock, but to those that that are listening in and watching. Praise God. Amen. If you're not uh, seeing it, if you're not receiving it, if you're not seeing those doors open, praise God. Then I just encourage you go back and get all the question marks gone. Get yourself confident. Get yourself assured, amen, and go stand your ground and ask with intent to find or receive and, and seek with the intent to find it and knock with the intent for that, uh, that that door will open, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Hope you got something today. Father, I give you praise and glory once again for your word, for these principles. Thank you, Lord God, for the principle of cause and effect, that we can use it for our benefit and not allow it to be something that works against us, 
but for us, praise God. So I believe that this people had an ear to hear, a heart to receive, and again, opening the eyes of our understanding that we might be, uh, our sight might be enlightened, praise God, to walk away with revelation and insight. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Praise God. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Word of Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.